Well, it is often the case that the same event can cause absolute joy for some people and complete despair for others. The same event, but it causes completely different reactions for different people. And it's obviously, really, I mean, take the Brexit referendum for starters, or take the current uh, Ashes cricket series that has just started in our household. Uh, as England play Australia for that little urn, uh, one of Susanna, who grew up in Australia, and me, who grew up in England, uh, one of us is going to be elated, and the other distraught, and it's looking like it's me that's going to be very, very distraught. But it is a similar situation with the passage, uh, our gospel reading today on Advent Sunday. I wonder if you might like to just turn back there. It's Mark chapter 13, and it's page 48 uh, in the New Testament section of the Bibles. Uh, but in this one situation that is being described there in Mark chapter 13, it's this. It is that Jesus, the Son of Man, will come again to this earth in the future. One event, but there will be two very different responses to that event in the future. And so if you look at the first verses of our reading, which were verses 24 and 25, they speak of the, the terror of that future day for some. So verse 24 says this, but in those days, after that suffering, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light and the stars will be falling from heaven and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. And Jesus is quoting there from Isaiah 13, and he's saying that that future day, it will be a day of suffering and judgment and terror for some, as God's wrath, God's righteous anger at sin and wickedness, as God's wrath is on display. But then the next verses, they give a very different experience for others, one of, if you like, not terror, but joy. If you look at verses 26 and 27, it says there, Then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. Then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of the heaven. One event, and some experiencing terror, God's wrath, others experiencing joy, Jesus gathering them to himself. You see, today is Advent Sunday. And sometimes we can get confused about what Advent Sunday is all about. Advent is from the Latin, adventus, which means coming. It is the Latin translation of the Greek word parousia. Advent is all about the coming of Jesus Christ. And so Advent, it is a time of both remembrance and expectation. It's remembrance, it's looking back, remembering Jesus' first coming in Bethlehem 2,000 odd years ago. But it's also looking forward with expectation to Jesus' second coming, which is described in this gospel reading today. And just for a moment, if you would, just think of the people of Israel. Think of them in the centuries before Jesus' birth. There they were. They were waiting expectantly. All these prophets, they were, they were prophesying about this coming Messiah. But where was he, the people of Israel were saying? Where was this coming Messiah? Would he ever come? Was it just a load of make-believe? Were these prophets talking nonsense? There was a sense of waiting, waiting, waiting. And so too with us after Jesus' birth, death, resurrection and ascension. 
We too, we are waiting, waiting, waiting for Jesus Christ to come again. And just as those in Old Testament times would have started doubting whether a promised Messiah would ever come, so we can start to doubt, will he ever return? I mean, it's been 2,000 years. Yet we would do well to remember that all the other prophecies of Jesus, they have already been fulfilled. Jesus, when he was on earth, when he first came to this world, he prophesied his death and resurrection. He prophesied the coming of the Holy Spirit. He prophesied the persecution of his followers. And just earlier in Mark chapter 13, just before the bit that we had read for us, Jesus prophesied the destruction of the temple in Jerusalem. And all those things, they have already been fulfilled in history. The temple in Jerusalem, it was destroyed in AD 70. Of all the prophecies of Jesus, only the prophecy of his second coming awaits fulfillment. And let's just look again at what Jesus says at the end of this gospel reading, what he says about his second coming. Let me read from verse 32. He says, about the, but about that day or hour, no one knows, neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Beware, keep alert, for you do not know when the time will come. It's like a man going on a journey when he leaves home and puts his slaves in charge, each with his work and commands the doorkeeper to be on the watch. Therefore keep awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening or at midnight or at cockcrow or at dawn, or else he may find you asleep when he comes suddenly. And what I say to you, I say to all, says Jesus, keep awake. So Jesus says some very surprising things there. He says none of us not even himself, know when he's going to come back. Only the Father knows when he's going to come back. But he does say very clearly what we, you and I, what we need to do in the here and now while we are waiting, waiting, waiting. He tells us how we need to be now so that that day in the future is a day of joy rather than terror. And he says it three times. Verse 33, he says, keep alert. Verse 35, keep awake. Verse 37, again, keep awake. But the question is, what does that mean? What does it mean to keep awake? How are you and I to live in such a way now that we keep awake and we keep alert? And I think the answer is something like this. You see, of course, it is right now for us to want to work for justice, to work for peace globally and personally. It's right for us to want to do our jobs, whatever we get up to during the week, and the, the roles that we have in life, to want to do them with integrity, with passion, with good character. Of course it is right for us to want to be good parents, good neighbors, good colleagues, good friends. Jesus speaks there about slaves left at home when a man goes off on his journey and he says they each have a work to do now. And that is true for all of us. But in it all, just as in each of our lives, this is the question. The question is this, what is the ultimate cry of your heart and my heart? And particularly, what is the ultimate cry of your heart and my heart when there are challenges in life? 
whether those challenges are globally or whether those challenges are personally, when there is a tough time, when there's a relationship difficulty or a health scare or a financial challenge or someone close to us dies or a work crisis, whatever it might be, when it's that kind of thing, what is the cry of our hearts? And I think the cry of our hearts will be one of two things. Either the cry of our hearts will be this, I can sort it out. If I try hard enough, I can fix it. I can fix everything in my own strength. If I put in enough effort, I can sort it out. Or the cry of our heart is, come Lord Jesus. Come Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, you sort it out. I can't. Come Lord Jesus. Sort out this situation, but come Lord Jesus supremely. Come Lord Jesus again at your second coming and wrap up this world and bring ultimate justice. Would you sort out this world once and for all? Come, Lord Jesus. I wonder if you noticed the striking cry of Isaiah in our first reading. There's Isaiah, 700 centuries, 700 not centuries, 700 years before Jesus' birth. And he's prophesying. And he's saying, nobody calls out to your name, God. And he says this. Isaiah cries out. Isaiah 64, verse 1. He says, oh, God, oh, that you would tear open the heavens. That you would tear open the heavens and come down. That was his cry. That was his longing as he waited for Jesus' first coming. Oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down. And it should be our cry. It should be our longing too as we wait for Jesus' second coming. In all the mess and all the challenges and all the difficulties of this world, ultimately, we cannot totally fix it. But we can cry out, Jesus, would you tear open the heavens and would you come down again? We can cry out too, come Lord Jesus. Shall we pray? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, on this Advent Sunday, we thank you that you did come down 2,000 years ago. We thank you that you came down out of your love for us to give your life for us. And Lord Jesus, today, we wait in expectation for you to tear open the heavens once again and come down again. On this Advent Sunday, we cry out to you, come Lord Jesus. Amen.